Hi, welcome to Hospitality Live with Rupesh. Each week, we feature an industry leader that will share the latest trends and the best strategies to help you grow. Now, welcome your host, Rupesh Patel. Hey guys, welcome to the show. I always mess that part. That transition always gets me and I'm going to get it. Eventually I'll get it guys. Hang in there with me. I am definitely going to get it. Guys, welcome to the show. It's Wednesday, 9.30 a.m. Eastern time. We are back again with a hospitality live with me, Rupesh. This is episode number 57 and um, I'm staying positive. I am going to stay productive like that, like I have been the last couple weeks and I'm going to keep my mind focused on what is best for my family, but what's best for my business, what's best for my connections, what's best for my relationships. Um, that's what I'm here for. I'm going to hear, uh, I'm here to inspire you. And this episode is Road to Recovery, How to Become a More Productive Leader, featuring Kyle Allison. I got that right. <laughs> and guys, don't forget, we're going to be giving away a $50 gift card during the show. So comment and let me know where you're watching from, where you're listening from. And guess what? What's one productivity tip that you have Please comment, let us know, and state the city that you're in, because I'm going to be giving you a shout out right now to, to, hey guys, good morning. I see people from all over the place. Guys, good morning. Yes, my dad is actually, he actually declined yesterday as far as his numbers, uh, but he hopefully will get better. I, I'm staying positive. I, I know he's going to get better because he's been a fighter all his life through all the businesses that he's been through, all the struggles that he's been through. He went through the uh 1992 hurricane andrew in south florida and demolished his entire property and he fought through that without power for four months um, at his hotel and so if he can get through that and that was a lot of struggle a lot of pain especially when the insurance companies folded back in 92 he can get through this too right this is uh something that we're all staying positive on so good morning guys to st paul minnesota maryland orlando maine freeport maine good morning toronto dalton georgia welcome to the show Welcome to the show, guys. All right, so this episode, you're going to discover how to become, become a top-performing leader every single day. It's not just one day that you, you're a leader, the next day you're like, oh, I don't know if I can do this. This is productivity tips that can help you go past that mindset. When you're thinking like, oh, I don't know if I can get through it, these are the tips that you need. These are the tips I use every single day to keep myself positive, even if we're going through things, even if the day we didn't wake up on the right side of the bed, because there are days when you're like, uh, I didn't, I, I don't feel like working. I, I don't feel like being here, but then you get over it with these tips and this mindset and this way of life. And this is the way I think I woke up at 4:30 this morning and, uh, I'm just keeping going. All right. So I hope that you're doing the same. I hope you learned from this and guys, this episode, um, welcome guys, Charleston, Jacksonville, India, Denver, Colorado. Good morning. Um, all right. So this episode is brought to you by the good friends, my good friends at Spur Work. Guys, in the comments right now, put this, and I forgot to put it in the in the comments, in the in the comments. Please type this in right now, somebody in the comments, spurwork.com forward slash hospitality live. And I'm gonna switch it up a little bit because I know I read about it last week and I kind of explained what they do. Guys, they're the number one payroll HR benefits platform. It's all online. So there's no more paperwork, there's no, none of that scanning, printing emailing people, new hire packets, termination packets, HR benefits package, all that all that stuff is gone, guys. It's all online through an app, 
through a browser-based, web-based system that you eliminate all the headaches. Because guess what? Hiring and, and keeping people on and keeping them motivated and payroll, all that stuff's a headache, guys. This is Spur. All right, so Spur, uh, and it, guys, it's spurwork.com forward slash hospitality life. Switching HR payroll providers seems painful. And yes, it is super painful. Spur makes it easy to handle everything for you, right? They do everything. So you have an implementation person that comes on and helps you convert your old archaic system into the awesome thing that Spur has to offer. And it's 100% online, 100% paperless, which I appreciate, right? And your employees are appreciated too. You can onboard a new employee within 15 minutes. And uh, I did a I did a walkthrough and it was like seven minutes to onboard an employee. How long does it take you for your hotel to onboard somebody and go through the whole process of hiring, uh, sending them the booklet, your, your HR booklet, all those things are online. Even the scheduling is all online. And guess what? It works well. It works perfectly with hotel effectiveness. If you're looking at your time as far as keeping track of your 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 you know your employees and your associates that are working right now this system works exactly in line with them guys you can have spur set up within days you can have spur set up your entire system frustration free that's what we want right now and save money they're super affordable and thank you so much to spur for sponsoring this show um all right, so on to mindset. All right, this week's mindset, and every week I do a mindset before the show starts, and this week's mindset is right here. A successful manager does not allow drama among staff and takes swift action to stop it. Does anybody agree with that? Have you worked at a hotel? And guys, thanks for these for, uh, the URLs. Has anybody worked at a hotel where there's drama? You hear about it, maybe it's not you, but it's that person that you just hired that just starts all this drama and you're like, oh my God, they're gonna ruin the entire team. They're gonna ruin this family environment that we have, this close bond that we have with our entire team. And you've, you've seen that before, right? A great GM, a great manager will stop it right then. They won't allow it to go forward. They'll pull that person aside and say, what's going on? What can we do to help you? Is there something that we could do, right? And um, I like that when we're leaders, we do this, right? We don't let it slide or we don't say, oh, she's just having a bad day or he's having a bad day. We bring it to, to their attention, like, hey, I, I noticed that you, you know, you're you're um, you're not yourself today. What can I help you with, right? And so we don't blame them, but we find out what's going on because you know we can be like, hey, I see that you're mad, you're yelling at people. Well, that's not the answer. It's the the answer is really understanding how they feel because yeah, maybe we all have issues, right? There might be something at home that they're that they're that's that's on their mind, right? And so um, yeah, people are saying, of course, you know. Uh, drama happens every single day at hotels, and it's our job as great leaders to stop that, right? To uh, understand what's going on, uncover that issue, and and guys, if you and please comment, let me know what you've done in the past or right now or recently to kind of squash drama at your hotel. And it happens every department. There's housekeeping, maintenance, the front line, everybody. You know, behind the scenes, there's always a little bit of drama because you know we're different people, right? And so. That's my mindset this week. Guys, comment, let us know. Yeah, gossip, drama, it's like it's all over the place. And um, I feel like we should we should be the leaders that set the tone. We cut out all those issues, right? Um, that's the mindset this week, guys. All right, so what we do every week, we do the hospitality minute with Sarah Dandishi. Here she is. Sarah, hey. let me get your intro in. Hi, I'm Sarah Dandishi from Ask the Concierge. Every week, I'll be sharing the latest hospitality and travel news and updates in a segment we like to call Hospitality Minutes. 
All right, Sarah. So I know there's a lot's happened in this past week in hospitality travel. What's going on? Let us know. Give us a lowdown. Okay, perfect. I'll dive right in. There's a lot of really good stuff. Uh, one of the big things that I found, and I'm sure you guys will totally find this really interesting because this is what we do in hospitality, but um, we all know it. Service is what really differentiates and makes hotels stand out. Yes, you can have amazing, a beautiful exterior, beautiful product, but service is so much a part of the product. And now we actually have more studies to prove that. So JD Power did a 2020 third-party hotel management guest satisfaction best benchmark my gosh that's a long name for that um, and they found in their study that the key element driving hotel guest satisfaction is staff service so even in the age of the digitally enabled this contactless hotel bookings hand sanitized check-ins all of that good stuff really what it comes down to is is just how staff service is so i think that's a huge thing that we really just re-emphasize is how important hospitality really is and what we're doing. Another really interesting thing that we've uh, seen is called Flights to Nowhere. Uh, this was new for me to learn about, but basically they are exactly what the name implies. They're flights that mimic longer international trips, but ultimately land at the same airport from which they departed. Now they've done a couple of these in Asia, um, but even more recently, Qantas just did a flight to nowhere and it sold out within 10 minutes, 10 minutes. So which it actually is one of the fastest selling flights in Qantas's history. And by the way, tickets, I was looking at tickets, prices were ranging from $500 to $2,000 to really just go on a plane. Totally interesting, but it goes to show you people want that travel experience, even if they aren't going anywhere. Um, another great thing that we've seen in the news recently, could temperature check machines be part of the new airport experience? Possibly, but we aren't there yet. It looks like uh, a couple Fridays ago, the US Senate introduced a proposal for legislation that would task the TSA to deploy a temperature check program. So now we won't be going through just the machines necessarily that uh, check us the metal detectors, but uh, we will also probably go through temperature check machines. And ultimately the final thing, um, what we're seeing a study by bookings.com came out that they are now allowing property partners to offer weekly and monthly rates. And I think that's really important, right? Don't you agree, wow. Rupesh? Because wow. it's showing that, I mean, if booking.com is now saying, hey, that, that just shows what the demand is, is that people are looking for these weekly and monthly stays. So a lot to learn right there. Um, and hopefully you can take it and implement it with your businesses. Absolutely. Sarah, so you're saying that there's a flight that goes nowhere. You just get on the plane? Yeah. <laughs> the one for Qantas actually leaves on October 10th. It's on a 787 um, and it's departing out of Sydney Domestic Airport and it'll be a seven hour flight. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Wait, what? You're, you're just sitting on a tarmac? Like, you're just flying <laughs> no, around? No. Or you're, you're actually flying. You get you get out of, out of the ground. Like, yeah, it, you, people, you fly, and it. I don't know the exact route, but I mean, in, in essence, it probably goes just in a giant loop, just so that people can have that experience of traveling. Now, I'd be curious to see how can we mimic that in another way. I, I mean, I don't know if there's really a way to mimic that in hotels. Um, <laughs> yeah. Does anybody have a comment on how we could kind of take that idea and bring it to our hotels, like? How do we bring that experience to your house? Or, or, or like, have we already done that with staycations? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, Sarah, wow. It, you got quiet. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, yeah, I think it, works. it could work. Um, hopefully in the comments, we'll see if there's any ideas on how we can implement that. Because I think, 
if they sold out in 10 minutes, how do we sell our hotel out in 10 minutes? Right. <laughs> right. What can we offer? I mean, that's amazing. Sarah, are you still in Pennsylvania? I, I still am. I'm in my grandparents' office I'm here for just a couple more days before I head back west. Uh, well, enjoy, make memories, and uh, tell your family I say hey, and uh, have a safe trip back. I'll see you next Wednesday with the Definitely. Hospitality Minute. Guys, please connect with Sarah on Instagram, LinkedIn. Where where else are you? Because I think we're only connected on Instagram and LinkedIn. Oh, I'm also on Twitter uh, as Ask a Concierge as well as Facebook. So Ask a Concierge everywhere. Definitely. And you have a YouTube channel. I do. Yes, I do. most importantly, I do have a YouTube channel. Exactly. She has a big YouTube channel with thousands of followers. And same thing, she's verified on Instagram, so she, you know she's real. <laughs> yeah, I'm legit. <laughs> she has that blue check mark. Sarah, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. Thank and you, we'll see you next week. All right, see you then. Right, see Bye, guys. <laughs> Sarah's awesome, guys. Please follow her here on LinkedIn and uh, through all her social media channels. All right, so the topic this week is how to become a more productive leader. Now, if you've ever been in that situation where you're like, how do I get this mindset of just becoming a better leader? How do I get these few ideas that can just take me over the edge on becoming a great leader? This episode, this topic is going to be perfect, uh, perfect show for you. And our special guest, our featured guest is Kyle Allison. He is, let me just bring him on real quick. Kyle, hey, welcome to the show. He hey, is what's up? the partner and the show producer, show everything for Hospitality MD. He has his own podcast with um, his with his team. Welcome to the show, Kyle. Thank you so much. It's a real pleasure to be here. And uh, everybody make sure to check out Hospitality MD. We actually were uh, had a pleasure to have Rupesh on our show as well. So definitely check out his episode to hear more about his story. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. So, you know, you've worked the front desk. You've been You've dealt with everything. You were before the show. You were saying seven o'clock in the morning till three o'clock in the morning. You you work long shifts, and you worked. Have you worked a triple before? <laughs> a triple, pretty close, but I don't think I've made it through that threshold completely. But pretty damn close. <laughs> yeah, I've done I've done triples back to back, and it's not fun. And um, uh, but there are hotel GMs right now. There are leaders right now doing it because they're, they've stepped up. Right, you have to step up sometimes and kind of get those things done. And so today we're talking about leadership and we're talking about the productivity tips that can help us all grow. And, you know, when it comes to productivity, like what do you do to kind of stay focused and stay, um, stay on that path of success? So I've struggled with this for a long time. Uh, and it partially, uh, because of my operations background, right. I think a lot of people can relate to this again, when you're working, you know, until two, three in the morning and you get home and you sleep until noon, it's tough. So I think a lot of people, especially in hospitality, because we don't have the luxury of consistency all the time in our schedules and routines that kind of, uh, make the foundation for productivity. It can be uh, it can be difficult to do. So, like I said, I've struggled with it, but now you know I'm turning hospitality MD or making that into a business, and I'm starting to have to learn these productivity tips. And it's been really, really fun and interesting for me. So, I, I definitely think the biggest thing to do is to wake up early. And I'm not an early bird. I mean, like I said, work until three a.m., wake up at noon. But waking up early is truly the best way to start your day uh, to get off to a good start and um, and kind of set yourself up for success throughout the day. 
another thing with that is take a shower when you wake up in the morning, please. I know in this age of remote work, it's like, oh, I'm going to wake up the last second and then just get on my laptop and log in. I just can't do it. Nobody has to see me. I don't need to look presentable. You feel better when you take a shower. I, I've been talking to a lot of people who just like kind of admit, well, you know, sometimes I skip my shower in the morning. Don't do it. It's going to hurt you in the long run. Absolutely. And, you know, for me, I wake up, like I said this morning, I woke up at 4.30 a.m. this morning. And typically I work, wake up anywhere between 3 and like 5.30. It just depends on what's going on, what, what, what plans I have, what's, what's to do on my, on my schedule for that day. And every day I'm waking up early. I spend and, – and, you know, here's my tip. Yes, of course, wake up early. And guys, this is seven days a week for me. I wake up every single day early. Uh, because I feel like I'm missing something, missing out on life. And um, yeah, even Sarah says it's essential. Like if you're sleeping in and, you know, yeah, yeah, of course you need that sleep. So make sure you get at least eight hours of sleep, right? And I do, right? Most days, but you have to know your body. You have to understand exactly when you're feeling drained and then when you're feeling energetic and getting up early gets like everything going for me. It like makes me productive. I feel like I I can eat lunch at like six o'clock in the morning. That's my lunchtime, typically six to eight or nine or something like that because I got up so early. But, you know, getting up early and yes, taking a shower and being in that mindset of working. It's like uh, I'm at home. This is my home office. But guess what? Ever since the, 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 uh, this outbreak, uh, the virus pandemic, we've been staying home and I'm doing, I'm doing a lot of work from home. And guess what? Every single day I put my shoes on. And that was a tip that I learned from somebody else. Like, hey, take a shower. Put your shoes on. Put your work clothes on. That way you're in the mindset of getting up. And that's a productivity hack, especially if you're at, at home, right? And, uh, and you're not going in and you might be working from your office for a few days and you're going in a few days. Get ready. Get in that mindset of uh, waking up early, taking a shower like, uh, like you're saying, and, and being in that mindset of working. Because if you don't, if you're in your pajamas trying to get things done, it doesn't work. Zach, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think that that's really the foundation for starting your day, honestly. And and I know for a lot of people, you're thinking, well, you know, I'm the assistant director of F&B right now and I'm working, you know, uh, manager shifts in the restaurant and I can't do it. It's just it's so much. But if, if your shift starts at two o'clock and you're working a p.m. shift instead of waking up at noon and rushing to work wake up at nine or 10 in the morning, you know, and, and go for a walk, read, do something to make you feel like you've lived your life before you go into work. Because when you allow your hospitality job to rob you of your creativity and your, your kind of emotional freedom, it will make you less productive at work, no matter how much you love your hospitality job. And I know we all do. You have to allow some time for yourself, live your life before you go to work. Absolutely. And, you know, getting up, taking that shower, all of those things. All right. So we came up with the top 13. We already, we've been to the first one. The second one for me is don't check your email as the first thing you do when you pick up your phone. Cause I know we're like in our bed and we're like, Oh, let me just pick up my phone and check my email or check my social media, see what's going on. Stop all of that because that's driving you crazy. It's already building that stress in your head. Like, Oh my God, what's happening at work. Guess what? If they didn't call you in the middle of the night, it's okay. You have time to relax and take time for yourself, right? Um, now, if you know there's something super important one day out of, the, out of a, a period, it's okay to check because you know you're looking forward to something. But if you can get up and have some time for yourself, right? You're drinking a coffee, whatever. Take time for yourself for the first 30 minutes. And that's what I do. So I even wake up way before my next one is going to be like the fitness thing. 
I get up like 45 minutes, an hour, maybe an hour and a half before I even have to do my next thing because I'm, I, I want to get my mindset straight and I want to get uh, things that I want to make a list, right? And that's part of the, 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 the 13 things. Um, what do you do when you, after you wake up? So for me, the first thing I do, and I know most people probably do this, is I go straight for the coffee maker. Boom, got to get my coffee going in, in the morning. But and and as much as you know, like I said, I'm I'm not a morning person, so I struggle to wake up, and I've been kind of forcing myself every day to wake up a little bit earlier to get myself in the habit of of waking up early and kind of reversing the cycle of sleeping in and whatnot. So first thing I do is I wake up and I go straight for the coffee maker. And as much as you know, that kind of is a crutch to a certain extent, it's also a routine that I'm establishing, uh, which I think has been helpful. So first thing I do, wake up, get my coffee. And while my coffee is going, I read, I read instead of scrolling through social media, I read. And it's, it's even, it makes that relaxation time productive. Yeah. What do you read? Uh, I read a lot of things. Uh, I've, you know, I I have a lot of uh, like Ernest Hemingway books and stuff that I read. But more recently, I've been reading a lot of um, of hospitality and hotel books. And uh, kind of what just finished a book yesterday actually called Gung Ho by Ken Blanchard. Um, and actually, perfect for this subject. Everybody should get that book, Gung Ho. It will show you not only how to make yourself more productive, but more importantly, as leaders, our job is to make everybody else more productive so they can work with us, for us, for our common goal. That book will show you exactly how to do that. And, uh, you know, it's been, it was a great read. So everybody check out that book. Um, I I love that you're saying that it's not just for us. And, you know, most people on this are like, oh, I'm going to write these down. I'm going to make it for myself. Guys, this if you're a leader, you inspire your entire team. So make this list of 13 or 14 or 100. There's thousands of things that you can do to stay productive. Our 13, share it with your entire team, right? Um, and that way they understand that it's not just, or I can become a leader too, right? And that's powerful when you can get everybody else um, on. And um, where did you buy it on Amazon? I did actually, yeah. Um, it was uh, actually my business partner and podcast host, Greg ordered it for me on Amazon. He thought I'd like it and he was right. And so it was, it was great. Get your team books. Um, it helps them, but Rupesh, I definitely want to, if you don't mind focus in on, on this for a second, cause I think we can be as productive as we want, but if our team isn't productive, like we can only do so much as individuals. Right. Um, and I think as, as hospitality leaders, it's our job to, you know, kind of right the ship and let our team kind of do the work for us. Right. Cause I think a lot of leaders get caught up in doing the work, but it's not always just about the work. It's about big picture. And we can only do that if we utilize our team. Uh, I definitely agree. All right. So the next one that I am super focused on because it's health is everything right now, especially with my dad being in the hospital and um, you start thinking of your own life and you start thinking of like, what can I do to improve and how do I live a long, happy life? And it's not worrying about that health that comes up. Right. And you can get that started right now by just starting a fitness routine. If you're, if you already don't. So six days a week. Yeah, you heard it. Six days a week. I'm hitting the gym. And we have a great group of people that I go to the gym at uh, the 5:30 class at, in the Orange Theory uh, Fitness Center in uh, Winter Park, where in Florida, and that's where I go every single day. 
um, or at least six days a week. And, you know, those people keep me accountable. Those people are like, hey, where were you? That like today I didn't go in because the class was full. I couldn't get in. I would have gone. But, you know, every single, but I'll make it up. Every single day I'm in there trying to get my health in, in line, right? Getting uh, my mind cleared and it reduces stress. And that's a big productivity hack when you're talking about how to become productive. It's making sure that you have enough energy throughout the day and working out has been a big tip of mine. I mean, it's been like a game changer as far as like just staying focused on what I want to do and how I want to feel, right? And um, for and fitness is different to different people. Like some people want to lose weight. Some people want to feel better. Some people want to fit in those jeans that they have in 10 years, right? Some people want to just go to the, be ready for the beach next year or that family reunion. There's so many different reasons why um, fitness and your health means so much. And that's part, I mean, if you're, Look at my dad right now. He can't do anything. His health is in, in bad condition, right? He can't move. He can't see. He can't talk. How are you going to do that if your health? How are you going to work? How are you going to inspire others if you can't, if you don't have good health, right? And that's where a huge productivity hack. That's a hack that I think we all get into. And um, you know, a lot of us make an excuse of, oh, I don't have time for this, or I I, I don't feel like it. But we make excuses because we have time for TV. We have time for the I call it the crap in our life, right? Um, and that's when you have to say what is actually important, what is important to you in your life. And health is a big part of it. And that's a huge productivity thing. You know, uh, health is super important, especially now that I'm, and I've been, you know, on this track, but especially now when you see a family member, you start thinking of, and friends hurting, you start thinking about your own mortality. You start thinking of how, what you're going to do in your life to change. And uh, I, I can give you countless um, stories on what's happened in my life where I'm like, man, it all, go, it all goes back to health. Health is the new wealth. It doesn't matter if you have a million dollars in your pocket, right? Um, 20 million, a billion dollars. If you die, you're sick. You're done, right? Um, and that's where it gets started. When I, I start my mornings off every morning with some routine of working out, it's just running around with my son. I do, do two miles around the neighborhood or it's at the gym. I'm, I'm keeping it going. You know, that's all we can do. Yeah, Rupesh, I really, really liked one of the sentiments that you said, which was how can we inspire others if we're not, if we're not healthy and we're not, um, you know, our best version of ourselves. And I think, and I've, I've struggled with this too, is, you know, we tend to make a lot of excuses for our own comfort or our own, you know, uh, you know, being in our comfort zone. But once you put it into the perspective of, I won't be the best for my team, I won't be the best for the people, my family, the people in my sphere of influence, uh, it becomes less about, you know, maybe fitting into those genes, maybe we won't motivate everybody. But I think that being there for the people you love uh, can certainly uh, be a huge motivator as well. Another thing on that uh, subject, get your teams involved. How many people stretch with their uh, room attendants and housekeepers in the morning? You know, like that, those are the kind of things that we can all do to get everybody involved to make sure that, you know, if we're all stretching, we're doing some jumping jacks, we're increasing our energy in the morning, our room attendants aren't going to get hurt on the job because they're stretching, they're, you know, workers comp will go down, productivity will go up. Uh, it's all full circle. And I think uh, it, there's certainly creative ways that we can implement uh, this for ourselves and for our teams. Absolutely. I definitely agree. All right. So the next one, and this is a huge thing. This is like my pet peeve is I'm a list person. Anybody else a list person? 
I have so I like I've, <laughs> I have books and books of just listening <laughs> to different things that I um, that I keep myself organized with, and that's a big productivity hack when. You don't know and you don't have you can't remember everything right i always tell everybody like you, you come to a meeting you come to one of my meetings you better have a thick book or a notepad that you're writing stuff down you cannot remember everything so that's one thing that when i organize a meeting or any kind of class situation where i have multiple people even if it's one person i want you to bring a book bring a notepad bring a pen so you can write things down you're not going to remember be able to remember all this stuff and lists are king because you have to go back to them and you have to cross them out and for me it's a daily list it's a weekly list it's a monthly list then i also have a back burner list of things that are like on my wish list of things to do right and you could have those for your personal self like your personal life at your home um friends you can also have them for work right and that's a big part when you have a list of things you have to do for the hotel stuff to buy you make a list right same thing when you're trying to stay productive and cross things out like how good does it feel when you're crossing <laughs> things out kyle and you're like, i got that done and that was like a big priority for me and, and um i put the most important things on top sometimes i do like two easy things like i can knock out in 10 minutes then i get to the hard one that takes like some time an hour two or three or the whole day um but if, at the end of the day when i could cross that out you're like oh i accomplished something and that's what i feel like in life at the hotel that's what we want we want to feel like we have uh, accomplished something right instead of just like oh, i was just another day right and this is what lists do for me and i hope that it could do it for you too where you cross things out um kai are you a list person yeah you know i i think it's it, having a list and crossing something out it's like it's the manifestation of productivity for yourself in hotels you know we have like hotel effectiveness for example right where we can see okay you know, validation that our, our team is being productive or they're, or they're not. Uh, with ourselves, we don't really have uh, our own, you know, accountability tool, but I think lists and crossing them out can can be a great way to do it. And it that dopamine that you get when you cross something out leads to more productivity. Um, but yeah, I have a, a notebook uh, that I carry around with me everywhere. I'm currently at my parents' house in Florida and I live in Chicago and I brought this notebook with me from Chicago just because it has everything that I need to refer back to list things that I'm working on. Um, and it's definitely a favorite of mine to stay productive as well. Yeah. And, you know, along with not just a physical, like a, a you know, like a, a physical book, you can also do it on your phone. You have a phone right there you have notes <laughs> in your phone. If you use an iPhone, you have reminders, you have Siri that can make notes for you. Did you know that you could say, Hey Siri, and it'll pull, she'll pull, it'll come up and say, Hey, what can I help you with? And you can say, make a list and it'll start, you know, making a list for you and, and give you a reminder day when it's due. I use Siri all the time. And that's part of, it's part of my, um, my top list of the 13 productivity hacks, our top list. And it's using technology to kind of make us better, right? Make us, uh, optimize ourselves as far as, um, keeping ourselves accountable, keeping ourselves organized, keeping ourselves going. And that's a productivity hack in itself. So yeah, you might not be able to take this book around everywhere with you, but you have your phone, right? And so how do you translate those two things? And you can have a list on Google Drive, which I do. Yeah, I was very resistant to, to technology for actually a, a little while. And I'm in, my, I'm in my 20s and I'm telling you, I was resistant to, to these technologies because I thought I knew better. I thought I could remember it myself. I thought I was smart enough to do it on my own. Um, but 
as I started adding more to my plate and things started getting missed, I realized that I had to change. And that's when, uh, that's when I started using Google drive, um, which has been a game changer for sure. The, the Google calendar, Google drive, um, lists, even, even, you know, my notebook is still what I'm holding on to for my, like, you know, not, not everything is going to be done with, with Google, but, um, but yeah, technology has been a huge help. And when I've been in the, in the weeds operationally, right, you get to work, uh, and you're a front office manager or uh, any operations position in a hotel and you come in and you think in your head, this is all the stuff I'm going to do today. And then boom, you get hit with the whirlwind of the day to day of the operations of the hotel. And all of a sudden you forget things, you, you slip up, you're not as productive. Um, so once I started writing things down, that's when, you know, I was able to battle that day to day, uh, that kind of exists when you work in a hotel. Yeah, definitely. And, and, and this goes for everybody. So share with your team. Let's make lists so we can stay, keep each other accountable. We can assign tasks to each other. And guess what? We can make sure that we finish the job, right? We finish the list of things. So if you're, you're, if you're in um, engineering, you have a list of PM stuff, right? If you're in housekeeping, you have a list of inventory. If you're in uh, accounting, you have a list of things that you need to do every single month, every single week to keep the account uh, act, you know, uh, uh, up to date. Uh, maybe your AR, your you know anything. Um, same thing with the front desk associates, uh, front desk managers, front desk supervisors. There's a list that every single department has, um, including FMB, right? And the sales team. Lists are king, man. I'm telling you, it, it, it keeps me so organized. And it's okay if you have multiple lists. I have a list. Then I also have a small, a a small uh, sticky note of things that I like. I have to do right now within that list, right? Um, so that way there's that little, little, those little things. I, I can say list one, two, three for today, but be in that, inside that list might be little, little things I need to work on within that list. Right. Um, so does anybody do that or am I just crazy? <laughs> Rupesh, I do not do that personally, but I think maybe once I'm as busy as you, I might start doing it. So I think that's, that, uh, that might be it. But I think, um, you, you make a great point, which is that the foundation of our hotels are our lists. Uh, and we know this, where do you, what's the first thing you say when you go to a new property and start a new job? Let me see your checklist. What's, you know what I mean? Well, let me see your inventory list. And, you know, I didn't even put two and two together until right now, once you said it, that, you know, we are in an environment constantly uh, surrounded by lists. Why are we not consistently doing this for ourselves uh, on, a, on a wide scale? So I, I think great point. Yeah. I mean, every, every, even the front desk, you have your your A shift, your B shift, your C shift list list of things that you have to check off. Make sure you get these things done, right? Especially if you're a new hire, like these are the things you have to get done before you end your shift. Um, and I feel like lists are. I mean, I can't I can't say too enough about lists. And I think that's powerful when you can remember that make lists even when you're going into meetings. All right. So we can talk about lists all day long and all the different hacks, all the different apps, all the different ways to kind of keep you organized within that list. Um, and, and even how to set up your list. If that would be something that somebody would want to go in depth with, send me a direct message. I'm happy to kind of share how I do it. Um, and uh, sometimes it's overboard, but sometimes, and this is the only way I stay organized with all the stuff that's going on in my life. Um, all right, so we're at number five. And Kyle, I don't know if you've done this in the past. I've been doing a lot of this recently, and it's the power of saying no. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Let that sink in. It's the power of saying no as a productivity hack, tip, strategy. Has anybody said no recently to something that you were asked to do uh, or to be involved in or to be a part of? I have. And I've said, listen, I'm so thankful that you you uh, you chose me uh, to you thought about me when you were thinking about this one thing uh, right now. I don't have time for it, but I'm happy to look at it in the future, right? So I don't like saying no to everything. Like, it's not just no. It's like, let's consider this for a future date because I have a lot going on right now. Um, Your time is valuable. And if you're going to say yes to everything, guess what? You're leaving things behind, like going to the gym. You're leaving things behind, like your health, the way you think, all those things, because you're kind of confusing yourself. And there's a lot of times I say no to a lot of things. Now, we don't say no to guests, right? <laughs> yes, it's always the answer, like Christy Trippy always says. But no is powerful when you're talking about a productivity hack for yourself and at work, right? Sometimes you say no, we can't, I, you, we wanna be everywhere. We wanna do everything. We wanna be involved with everything. Sometimes we have to say no. Have you done that recently? Yeah, Rupesh, I think you make a great point, especially because like, you know, I've had the privilege, and I think as many people watching your show have had the privilege of seeing you elevate, uh, you know, your your following, and and with more souls to inspire comes more responsibilities, and uh, you know, you can't honor that commitment that you've made to your following, to your family, to your hotels, if you get bogged down with with other stuff that doesn't align with your priorities, and I think you know, that priority part will tie into uh, one of our next topics here. Um, I'm at the point right now in my entrepreneurship journey where I'm still finding the balance because I want all the opportunities that come my way and and kind of try and learn and grow from them. Um, However, at the hotel level, and I think a lot of people can, can appreciate this, you know, you have uh, your your own department to focus on or your own division that you're focusing on and you're going to get pulled in a lot of different directions. Uh, I've had to say no to my sales team plenty of times about different initiatives that they were trying to trying to implement. And I'm like, listen, we haven't even gotten the basics down yet. Once we get there, I assure you, it will actually benefit what you're trying to do. Uh, so it, it sometimes it's not about yes and no. It's more about chronology, I think, to your point. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. And yeah, no is probably more powerful than a yes, right? Because you could say yes to everything, but it's hard to say no to people, especially when you really want to be involved. You really want to do the, not the right thing, because the right thing is what you know inside of you, but the right thing for the time, the moment right now. You know, I've had people say, hey, I would love for you know you to do this right now. And I'm like, I have too many things going on in my life. And then if I say yes to you, then I'm giving something else away, maybe family time, maybe time from something else, right? And that's when it's powerful to say no and understand not everything's a no and not everything's a yes. For anybody who's ever watched the show Shark Tank on ABC, I think one thing that I've noticed from watching that uh, that show growing up is Mark Cuban will always say, you know, time is my most valuable asset, more, than, more so than the money I'd be investing into this. And the amount of time it would take me to get you up and running would not be worth it. Uh, or would not be worth whatever equity. And, you know, as much as that's very much a business valuation type of scenario, you also have to value your own personal time. Uh, So that's something that stuck with me for a long time. uh, And I think it's certainly applicable everywhere. Yeah, I definitely agree. All right. So the next one, Kyle, what is the next one? 
So we have learned just, oh, take short breaks, right? That's uh, that's what I have on my list. That's what you have, right? <laughs> breaks, and it's so, you know, you're, we're just working, 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 and then we forget that, oh, we need to get up real quick, right? And um, what I do is I actually have my, my, my uh, iWatch tell me, like, it's time to get up. And I timed it where I get up every few whatever minutes, hours, whatever. And that way you just take a short break from what you're doing because you can get boggled up into just what you're doing. And then you lose focus of the time or you lose focus of uh, what you were supposed to be doing or going back to your list. Like you forget, oh, yeah, I had these other things to do. So taking that break away from what you're doing and kind of thinking, um, it's kind of like I was talking about reviews. When you get a, when you get bad feedback through salt, whatever, salt, any any platform, medallion, wherever, you get a bad survey or a score or an email from a guest because they weren't happy guess what you don't just go into it and, and just respond right away and and um and, and and take care of it right then you think about it real quick right you think about how you properly eloquently respond to that review and that's what i'm talking about when you're talking about breaks at work is take a break take some time for yourself to think about how you're going to move forward the rest of the day how you're not going to get burnt out someone says we don't want to be burnt out yes we do not want to be burnt out and just taking time for yourself really quickly. It's not like oh, you're taking a 45-minute break and you're going out and uh, talking to your coworkers or whatever, but no, you're taking a break for yourself. Yeah, and I actually, because I'm not an office person, I, I thrive in, in so that's why I love hotel operations because I, I don't want to be confined in, in, in an office. However, as we all know, as being a hotel manager, being an entrepreneur, being a hotel owner, you have to have your office time to, to accomplish your admin work and the tasks that need to be, need to be accomplished. So for me, when I take a break, I actually do uh, the opposite of what you just said. I actually go and talk to my coworkers sure. because that's the time that that's what energizes me personally is because, you know, if I spend all day in my office as a hotel manager, my team isn't seeing me. I'm not visible. So my break time is the time that, you know, I go out and I check some people in or, you know, I go in and say hi to the in-room dining team or whatever the case might be. And that's what re-energizes me. And on days that I, because some days I have where I just don't want to be in the office and I know, okay, I can shift some of these priorities to later because they're not that important right now. I will actually use my office time as a break for my being out on the front lines with my team time. So I think it's really about what energizes you and, uh, you know, kind of having that balance between personal and team priorities. Absolutely. And guys, don't forget, we're giving away a $50 Amazon gift card before the end of the show, Kyle. Uh, so I've written down some names that have been really um, active here. And please comment. Please continue sharing. Uh, your feedback and being engaged here because someone is going to win that $50 gift card to Amazon and I'm going to send it to you directly today before uh, before this afternoon and uh, you'll see it in your inbox. So guys, keep commenting. I love all these comments that everyone's sharing. Are, are you reading them? Yeah, I've been I've been seeing some names popping up over and over and over again as well. So um, I'll see if you and I are thinking the same thing at the end of the show. Absolutely. All right, good. So all right, so the next one and um, I, I think you understand what prioritization means is learn how to prioritize like what to do first and what is just a waste of time because we get bogged into things that are like why am i doing this and you have to step back and be like wait wait why am i actually doing this when i could be doing some more important things right or delegating and that's called prioritization when you're talking about learn how to pri learn how what's most important right now especially in a hotel right 
Um, if there's a guest complaint, you're not going to be like, oh, we're going to call them tomorrow. You're going to prioritize that to like right now. Or if, <laughs> if, if there's a, a room issue, you're going to fix that right now, especially if they're in-house compared to like, um, you know, uh, an, an occupied room. If there's an issue in an unoccupied room, you can wait on it. But if there's somebody's guest in-house in the room, we're going to fix it, right? That's prioritization. And I feel like as leaders, sometimes we get boggled up in like the day-to-day -day activities where we don't know how to prioritize our list. We don't know how to prioritize our day. And then we are lost by the end of the day and we feel like nothing was accomplished, right? Does anybody agree with that? <laughs> I personally have experienced that time and time again in hotel operations. But I think you know, what you just said, at least it makes me feel better. And it's something that I've tried to learn over, over the years working in hotels is that your priority at all times, no matter what, no matter how long your list is, no matter what your GM told you to do is to focus on the guest and make sure that every person who walks through that door, whether it's your team or your guests are taken care of and, and prioritized. I don't know how many times I've stopped what I was doing to take care of a guest or take care of a team member who needed help. Um, and, and sometimes you look back and you think, man, I wasn't that productive today. But if you took care of your guests and if you took care of your team, I think you can walk away with your head held high knowing that you did a great job uh, serving your hotel like a true hotelier does. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. All right. So the next one, number nine is schedule all meetings. This is for me. I always schedule meetings on a certain day at certain times. I don't, I'm, I'm not, my schedule is just not open for everybody to come in and say, all right, I'm going to take this time away from you. I'm going to take this time away from you. I don't do that. I don't know if anybody else does this too, but I pick like Thursdays at this time between this time and this time to do meetings. I set other days from this time to this time and it's weekly. So I know that every week I have these meetings at this certain time and I'm not going to allow anybody else to get in that way. Um, and that could be even for gym. Like, you know, you're going to the gym at five o'clock in the morning to six 30 in the morning you're not gonna allow anything else to stop you, right? Um, and I feel like we can set that in our mind when we're talking about being productive, is always set a time for meetings, always set a time for this one thing, or even emails, like, all right, I'm, when I get to work, I'm not gonna just check email, I'm gonna find out, walk the property, talk to guests, I'm gonna check, you know, talk to the associates and, and leaders and see what's going on, and then we'll go back and check email, then I'll go back and do this, then I'll go back and do that, that's prioritization, but then when, even when you're setting up meetings, like, you know, Everybody knows, like, all right, you can get to refresh at this time on this day during these times, and that's kind of what I do, like for Calendly or anything. That I only have these certain dates that I um, have open to meetings or any face-to-face -face meetings or anything like that. Because if you're just open, people could take away from you, right? Um, and that's when you lose productivity. That's what I feel. Yeah, and I, I like the sentiment of like setting the expectation for everybody who's in your kind of sphere that if you want to reach me, if you want to have a meeting with me, it's best for me during these times. So that way you're not constantly being distracted by, Hey, are you available? Or, you know, knock, knock, knock. Hey, can I come in? People know in advance, Oh, Rupesh is only available here. He likes it this way. And, and I'll, I'll address it that way. That makes them more productive because they can plan ahead. They're not, you know, scatterbrained thinking, oh, maybe I can talk to him now because you're a pretty popular guy, right? I'm sure a lot of people want to talk to you and it can, you know, it can be stressful for maybe your team members or other people in your sphere who, who are like, oh, I'm gearing up for a meeting with the owner of the hotel or, or whatever. Um, but giving them that peace of mind, knowing that it's only 
a possibility within a certain time frame, I think is huge. Um, and I'm not at that point yet personally, uh, because if somebody wants to meet with me, boom, we're doing it because I, again, I don't want to pass up any opportunities, but I certainly empathize with, with your position as well. Yeah, definitely. And you know, you don't want to take away from being productive because you're productive, productive, productive. And then somebody's like, Oh, they drag you in and you're like, Oh, I just lost my focus. I lost my concentration. Right. Um, and I don't want that to happen to anybody because you don't go back to that. You're not all back on track as soon as you get, you know, come back from that issue or whatever happened. Right. Oh, that pulled you away. And so that's a big mindset that kind of keeps you going when you're talking about productivity. All right. So what's the next one? So we have leverage people and have yourself an accountability partner. I love this one. Uh, just like we've been talking about with implementing these uh, tips and hacks with your own hotel teams and the people in your sphere, leveraging people is the best way to be uh, productive. Um, I think that, you know, again, like I stated earlier, people get caught up in doing the work when a lot of that work can be delegated to somebody who would be happy to do it for you. Um, so I, I think the using your team, using your people, that's how you're going to be most productive yourself with what really matters, which is making sure that your team is taken care of, your guests are taken care of, everybody has a vision that they can stand behind because as a leader, that's your job. It's not doing the work necessarily all the time. What do you think about that? Yeah, and I definitely agree. I mean, leveraging people is not just using them. It's actually making them feel special too. And it's, you know, like here's not just tasks that we're giving you. I think you do a great job at this one thing or these few things that's why we're giving this to you now you do it the best out of everybody i love you know leveraging those kind of uh relationships with our teams and and co-workers and some of those things because i don't want to be bogged down with everything i don't want to be micromanaging everything let them make some decisions let them do what they're really good at and guess what they'll be even more proud to do it later or keep doing it because um you know that they can do it and they trust you on it and you trust them, right? And that's what I mean when we're talking about leveraging people. And then we also talk about the accountability partner. We talked about this earlier in the gym thing. Like I have people that are like, what happened to you? Where have you been, right? Um, um, even last when I was trying to lose a little bit of weight, trying to feel better uh, a few years ago, I had somebody, I had my bookkeeper actually, we would keep each other accountable every single day. Like, hey, did you go to the gym? How much do you weigh? Take a picture of your, of your, uh, uh, of your uh, your scale and show me exactly where you started and show me how you're progressing, even though we don't see each other. We might see each other once every couple of weeks, but we kept each other going throughout our our goal, right? Through our what we do as far as sets uh, a set of goal, and we didn't just say, "All right, this day we're going to lose this much pound, this many pounds." We set set little little goals between them, right? Um, and I like that we could do that and you can only do that with somebody else that's going to keep you accountable. So I have friends, I have a WhatsApp chat that keeps me accountable. I have a bunch of other different people that keep me accountable for different parts of my life. And that's what you need. And, you know, people think, oh, I need to pay somebody to be an accountable, uh, accountability partner. No, you don't. You just have a relationship of giving value and providing value for that person too. Right. Yeah, I think like the key takeaway that I got from what you just said was you're constantly talking about it because you have, you know, you have a group chat, you have people who are like, hey, this is a part of our conversation. Um, so you're you're always talking about it. And it's something that it's a herd mentality. It's a community group. So at your hotel, right, if you have your 
your current um, SALT scores or Medallia scores on a board, but you also have what your goal is to achieve as well. And you talk about it and, and, and you hold each other accountable. If something that a, a team member did, it didn't align with that goal, uh, like a bad check-in, for example, that's just like if you skip the gym. So, you know, and you hold that person accountable and eventually those little goals that you set, you'll accomplish them. Yeah, definitely. All right. So we're down to only three left. And listen, this next one is super important because we can all go down this rabbit hole of eating and drinking bad things. Right. And um, I can say this myself. Listen, you see me on the show drinking water every single show because I feel like it's important that we keep stay hydrated, eat right. And that's a huge part of being productive is what you put in your body, not only working out, not only making lists, not only all the things we talked about, but is eating right too. There have been times where I'm like, you know what? I'll just make it easy and just go next door. And it was McDonald's back in the day. Mm -hmm. And I was like, ah, and you know, after you ate it, you felt bad, you felt sluggish and you didn't feel productive. Right. And guess what? You might even gain some weight <laughs> and now you feel bad for yourself. And guess what? Productivity goes like this straight down. Right. Um, and I think, Eating on time is super important. So if guys, I just want to tell you this and my family knows if I don't eat at a certain time, I get moody. I need to get, please feed me somebody. <laughs> my family knows like, they're like, did you eat? I'm like, yes, I ate. All right, good. Now we can move on to whatever we're doing. Rather, if it's a drive somewhere, it's a trip somewhere, just feed me on time. And that's a mindset that we need to keep when we're talking about productivity is just eating on time, eating the right foods because Often you're working 12, 16 crazy shifts and you're like, let's just make it easy. I'll just go to the sweet shop or the gift shop or whatever's around me and just eat that crappy food. How you know about that? <laughs> yeah, I, I do know about that. Unfortunately, um, <laughs> I, I think, you know, it's the whirlwind of the day to day. Again, it, 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 it eats you up. It, it, it takes you into its claws and, every easy way out becomes more and more tempting when you're working 12, 13, 14, 15 hours a day and you're hungry. I remember when I was working at the Drake hotel in Chicago, I would get a large coffee when I started my shift and that would be the only thing I would consume by the end of my shift. And there'd be like maybe uh, a couple sips left of coffee at the bottom. And I felt like shit, excuse my language. I don't know if we can swear on the show, but I felt horrible afterward. And, um, and you know, when I would get home, it would be like, okay, let me throw a frozen pizza in the oven because I just want to go to bed. I'm, I just want something quick. Now I, I'm happy that I've actually started to cook for myself and, and, uh, you know, and the pride of, of going grocery shopping, making some food and eating it for yourself. It's been a huge, uh, transformation for me in the last five, six months. Um, so I'm, I'm just, uh, I think this is huge. It's worked for me so far. Uh, and I look forward to continue to, to implement that. It's huge. And let's all drink water right now, by the way, everybody, hey, hey, yeah, everybody, take a, everybody take a sip right now. Hold up. I feel good. Cheers, everybody. <laughs> so what I tell my kids is that they're like, we're hungry. We already, I'm like, you just ate all this stuff. Go drink a glass of water. You might you and what happens with water, especially when you're when you're not hydrated, you get headaches, right? Drink some water. Then eat a banana. Eat something simple. Like I take a banana with me often, a couple times a week when I'm uh, in the office or just around the house because that fills you up. You don't want to fill up with like chips and stuff that would just drag you down. 
Because guess what? Being productive means that you feel good about yourself, good about feel good about what's in your body, because that could drag you down too, right? You could be you could have all the lists in the world, but if you don't feel good about yourself, it will drag you down. And it starts with food. And I, and I there's so many. I mean, almost every single hotel I've been at or two, it's always. I feel like food is a big part problem where we just take the easy route, and that's why I put the that's why we put this in as a productivity hack, like. Some days you just have to, or a lot of days. I mean, it's okay if you like, you know, have those cheat days. But there are days that most days that you have to be staying in line with your goal, and your goal is to feel good, be productive, and uh, help each other out. And 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 you could do the same. Like, say, let's say you're doing a great job as far as uh, drinking water and all those things. Guess what? Share some advice to the, your coworkers, your associates at, at your hotel, guys. I felt so much better because I'm doing this one thing, right? Uh, we're not trying to put these like negative ideas into people's brains, but we're saying, hey, you know, this is how I feel when I'm when I'm doing something good, right? Or hey, I, I know we we have a goal of trying to get somewhere. Let me help you with this, right? And that's when you know you're a good person to kind of uh, help others and then help yourself too, because it goes back and forth. All right. Yeah. No. Go ahead. No. No. Go ahead. Uh, I was going to say for a lot of the hotels that have full service properties, you have buffets in the cafeteria for the team members. Um, a lot of them that at least I've experienced, they have a salad bar and a healthy section and then they have lasagna, spaghetti, thick soups and everything like that. And nothing tastes better after getting yelled at by a guest than a bowl of you know spaghetti or lasagna. But when, again, holding your, your team accountable, let's you know, try and have salad or bring your own lunch, encourage others. And, you know, peer pressure is a huge thing when it comes to food as well. So, you know, don't let your team talk you into ordering pizza when you brought your lunch from home with you. So stay good on that. Ah, uh -huh, that's a great tip. Yeah. You know, in the, when I would, well, yeah, we, we, I'd bring my lunch and they're like, oh, we brought, we were ordering out. I'm like, oh, that sounds even easier or it sounds better. <laughs> it sounds uh, delicious. And so yeah, I'd be like, oh, I'll just eat this tomorrow. And then I never, I never ate that lunch that I packed. Right. Um, so that was a waste of money right there too. And guess what? You did now you don't feel productive because you just ate this super caloric heavy food and now you're like you want to go to sleep, right? Um, so eating and, and listen, I'm a foodie. I talk about food all the time. I love cooking. I love all these things. We're talking about pizza or any of that stuff. But you know, there is a time and place for all this stuff. And if you want to be really productive, start with water, stay hydrated, eat, make good choices, right? Um, I sound like my like uh, my <laughs> Like parents right now, like make good choices, son. <laughs> it is the truth. When you're, when you're talking about your health, you're talking about being productive. This is a game changer, right? And a lot of times you feel great when you've lost two pounds or three pounds or whatever it is. You, you feel really good about yourself and that, and people see it around you too when you're happy, right? Yeah, so, and, and it's awesome. You it That win fuels more productivity for sure. Yeah. All right. So the number 12, we have one more after this and it is, and you wrote this down. This is progress over perfection. Now, what does that mean? So the constantly, 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 everybody is overthinking. They want to do everything perfect. If you know, get everything lined up, uh, you know, before they pull the trigger and make a decision or whatever the case might be. But when you're, what you're doing by over, uh, valuing perfection in your day-to-day -day is you're actually just stagnating. You're not making any progress at all. So by just constantly trying to, again, accomplish little goals every single day, 
even if it's not perfect, even if you fall back, even if you struggle, because that's just how we all are as people. We give into our temptations from time to time. You know, we let our demons take us over from time to time. And if you, you know, if you don't acknowledge that and you wait for everything to be perfect, you'll never go anywhere. So progress over perfection, tattoo that on your arm, remember it always, you'll, you'll definitely, uh, you'll definitely go further because of it. I definitely agree. I mean, I, I live by that mindset. Um, anything I start, it's always the uh, minimal viable product. If you ever look it up, um, minimal viable product means if you're starting a side hustle, like you're not just going to quit your job and go do this one thing. You're going to go test the market, right? You're going to go see if it works and you got to do it really quickly. And so anything I do, I have other side businesses that I have. I don't just go all in on it. I see if it works. And so I'm not wasting my time, right? And so the same thing we're talking about is not when you're talking about a side business or even anything at your hotel, you're not making it perfect at the beginning because no one is perfect at the beginning. There, It takes progress, right? It takes time. So even a logo, for example, if you're thinking about starting a side business and you have this passion of cooking and you're going to want to cook for somebody on the weekends uh, for a group of people and you start making this logo and you're like, oh, I don't like the way it looks. It's not perfect. Guess what? Put it out there and move on, right? Eventually, you'll get to where you what your goal was. But I feel like a lot of people get set back because they're uh, they think perfection it needs to be perfect at, at the beginning, and it doesn't, right? Um, and I think that yeah, someone saying the lean startup, lean framework, it is that's what it means. Like, don't make sure. I mean, when we're talking about hotels, you're like, oh, you want the perfect, you want a perfect stay, right? And yeah, we do. But sometimes it's not going to be perfect, right? Sometimes it's gonna we're gonna have to go through things. And when we're talking about even getting stuff done. We're going to get it done to, you know, we're going to go above and beyond. And sometimes when it's due or whatever, it's okay if it's not totally perfect the way you wanted it, as long as it does a job and it meets kind of your criteria, it's okay. You can always fix it later, right? Um, and especially when we're talking about all these things that we're trying to do on the side or keeping us going, it's don't go with the perfection mindset because it will kill you and it will make you uh, fearful of moving forward. Especially right now for everybody who unfortunately maybe isn't working right now because of the state of the hotel industry. Um, I know there's a lot of people out there who are talking about, oh, I could start doing this side hustle or, you know, I want to start reading this book or whatever. But, oh, I don't know. I just I don't know. I've never done it before. I don't know. Or I'd rather just watch Netflix. But start by reading one page of that book that has been staring at you on your shelf. It's been, you know, taunting you because you bought it and you haven't read it yet. Or, you know, start by recording one episode of that podcast you wanted to put out and, and just see what happens. Good things take time. And I think, you know, you'll be happier uh, for trying and happier for, um, for prioritizing progress over perfection. Absolutely. All right. So the number 13, it is having growth, and any positive mindset, right? I talk yeah. about this every single day. Every single day, I'm growing, um, and, and that's part of your productivity. How do you stay positive? Is by learning new things, staying positive when things do occur that aren't going your way, right? And if you have that mindset, you're going to grow as a person. You're going to keep going, and you're going to stay positive uh, that things are going to get better, even if you don't have a job right now, even if things are bad. Like for me. I'm staying positive. My dad's going to come out of this, right? That's all I can do. Same thing when we're trying to learn about a new position. Every single day we're growing and, and have that mindset because you learn, if you woke up and you learn something new, guess what? You might be able to implement it that day at your hotel. Could change 
it could be a game changer, right? Um, so have that growth mindset, have that positivity in your life. Uh, um, and it always gets better. So when there's issues that happen in my life at the hotel, work, side hustles, all these other things, I always think about how am I going to feel in about six months or a year or two when this is over. And I always project myself to that, how I feel and bring that back to me. And it always works like, oh, you know what? It is going to get better. It, there's always a, a light at the end of the tunnel. That's why I always look at it. And so when you're staying positive, we, you know, and you have that growth mindset, it takes you far. Anybody else agree on that? Hit the like button right now. Yeah, you have to frame your situation in a perspective that benefits your mental state. Just like you said, you know, put, you know, wallowing in, in the weight of your, your negative feelings in the moment is only going to further put you deep into that hole, which will continue to take from you because then you know what, you're not going to the gym. You're not picking up that book. You're not eating healthy. You're, you're not drinking water. You're giving into your demons, put yourself into perspective and think long-term. Uh, and I also think for everybody who's listening and watching this show right now, you are doing, you know, your part in having a growth mindset because you're tuning in every week to, to find out more information, stay up to date on, on trends in the industry. Even if you're not, you know, in the hotel every day or you're laid off, you're still being in the game by listening to hospitality live with Rupesh and, uh, and, and that sort of stuff. So keep it up. Awesome. Well, hey, guys, if you guys appreciated these 13, um, please comment. Let us know that you did like this episode. And guys, um, uh, Kyle, where can people find you? Tell us about uh, Hospitality MD and uh, let us know how people can connect with you. Definitely, guys. So, And Rupesh, thank you for giving me the opportunity. Um, so I'm a laid off hotel worker. Uh, I spent my career in operations. And one of the things that I found myself struggling with was that I think that hotels are sometimes run for the wrong reasons. You know, you have people who only view them as a real estate investment uh, who forget that it's a hospitality organization. So Hospitality MD started as a podcast that, you know, we kind of used to combat that uh, bureaucracy that we experienced in working in corporate hotels. Uh, and now that we're laid off, it's, it's a business. So we are uh, just getting that off the ground here and uh, the website is coming and we're going to be task forcing, consulting with hotels and hopefully one day a hotel management company. So definitely connect with us uh, and listen to the podcast anywhere you get your podcast, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Anchor, whatever, hospitality, comma, M dot D dot, like a doctor. Awesome. Uh, you can find me, Kyle Allison, on LinkedIn and follow Hospitality MD on LinkedIn as well. Thank you so Kyle. much. Yeah, Kyle, it's a pleasure. Before you leave, let's pick the winner. This week's winner is Khaled Mahmood. I mean, he's been like on it since the beginning of the show. He's been asking great questions. And guys, Kyle, if you get a chance, please go back to the comments. And there's a bunch of questions that people have. Um, please go back and we'll try to answer these questions. And guys, thank you so much for this opportunity to share these 13 productivity hacks that could help you. And in the comments right now, um, Please thank Khaled and also let me know, let us know what's one thing that you learned today on the show that you're going to take to heart and you're going to implement and, and make it part of your life that's going to make you a better person today, right? Um, better person in the future. And guess what? A better person for the rest of your team and, and sharing these ideas too. So if you, uh, after the show, please share this with the rest of your team. And by the way, you can find this episode 
uh, on LinkedIn and also on uh, my YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash Rupesh. Uh, let me see. No, it's uh, it's youtube.com forward slash Rupesh Live. Yes, that is right. And all the past episodes you've been find there. Thank you so much, uh, Kyle. This has been a pleasure. Yeah, it's been really fun. And thank you, everybody, for listening, commenting, and engaging. I'm looking forward to connecting with you all moving forward. Talk to you soon, Kyle. All right. Bye-bye now. All right, guys. What did you think about that episode? I liked it. I wrote down a few things. And actually, I wrote down quite a few things. We made this list up together yesterday. And, uh, you know, I live by these things that we talked about today. Um, it keeps me positive. When things aren't going my way, it keeps me going. And it gives me the energy. And it gives me... Uh, I guess a goal, right, for the future. And guys, thank you to everybody that has sent me warm and uh, wishes and thoughts of uh, what's going on with my family, my dad in the hospital. Guys, thank you so much for keeping me going. You guys are the ones that keep me going and keeping uh, uh, me sharing every week. So I really, really appreciate it. And guys, this week's episode, I cannot thank them because of them. This show continues because it costs money to run the show every single week. And it is spurwork.com forward slash hospitality live. Somebody please put that in the comments and please click on it right now and save it. Um, I want you, everybody to go out there and at least get a demo of what they're doing. They're changing the way you operate and you manage your payroll. So it's payroll all, it's an all-in-one system, payroll, benefits, HR, all wrapped up on an online platform that's going to help you save money, save time, get rid of all the paperwork, all the headaches of that you deal with right now when, you talk, when you're talking about payroll. You're not printing out schedules and sending them out to people. You're not emailing them. It's all in an all-in-one platform. And I'm going to read the, the uh Read their uh, script real quick. Switching HR and payroll uh, providers seems painful. Yes, it is. But Spur makes it easy to handle everything for you. Their dedicated implementing managers, implement, implement, implementation managers offer a full support of uh, including um, complete account setup, all the admin, general manager training, implementation with Spur for free, 100% pay, uh, uh, paperless. So you're not faxing, scanning, printing, none of that stuff when you're hiring. Uh, terminating, managing employees, all the benefits are all included in the Spur app. Guys, please go to spurwork.com right now, forward slash hospitality live, and get this for your hotel. It's going to save you money, especially when we need to save money right now. This is the perfect time for you. Thank you so much to Spur and uh, all the good people there for sponsoring this episode. Guys, next week, I am so excited about what's, what's coming up, and it is Chip. Connolly, and if you've known him, he's a legendary hotelier that built boutique hotels back in the day. And next week, he's going to be on the show talking about all this amazing things that he's doing for hospitality people, business people. And he's changing the way uh, we think as we continue getting older. And guys, tune in next week, next Wednesday at 9.30 a.m. Eastern time. Please log on uh, to my YouTube channel and please hit the like and share button right now so you can share this episode with your entire team, right? I appreciate you coming on every week. I'll see you next week. Stay safe, take care of each other, and stay well. Bye.